and welcome to Chapel Chats. I am the Reverend Dr. Hannah Adams Ingram, Director of Religious Life and College Chaplain. This is a very special episode of the podcast, both because it's the first episode and because it is dedicated to our new students. If you are not a new student, we're still glad you're tuning in. We're just going to extra celebrate the new students today. Here at FC, I oversee the Office of Religious Life, which houses this podcast, chapel events, the Religious Life team, dinner and faith, and more. I'm a Christian minister, but as the chaplain of this college, my mission is to provide spiritual care and support to every person on this campus, regardless of their religious background or affiliation. College campuses are unique places where we celebrate learning and growing, and this includes the opportunity to figure out what we believe about the world and our place in it. So, in this podcast and in future chapel events, we explore big topics with deep roots, hoping to start conversations campus-wide about meaning, purpose, and what it's going to take to create a better world. Once a month on this podcast, we'll have centering devotionals with readings and a short message. We might even add some music someday if any of you want to come play for us. Other times, we'll have broader conversations about big topics and how they connect with us at a deeper soul level. I invite you to check out the descriptions of episodes when they are posted and tune into the episodes that interest you. Then talk about them with your friends and mentors and on social media and spread the word. Encourage them to listen too, so that we can have widespread conversations about these topics and about what we believe. So today we're going to start with a centering devotional. If you're a new student and you received a Welcome Week spirituality bag, this might be a good time to flip on your battery-operated candle. Or maybe you're out for a walk or drive right now. Wherever you are, both literally and figuratively, on life's journey, you are welcome in our chapel chats. Let us take a deep breath and dive in. Hi, my name is Riley Jones and I'm a senior at FC. I'm one of this year's student interns in the Office of Religious Life. I'm also co-president of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Today, I'm reading from Luke 1, 39 through 55. Within a few days, Mary set out and hurried to the hill country to a town of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. As soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why am I so favored that the mother of the Messiah should come to me? The moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that what our God said to her would be accomplished. Mary said, 
My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you, my Savior. For you have looked with favor upon your lowly servant, and from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed. For you, the Almighty, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. Your mercy reaches from age to age for those who fear you. You have shown strength with your arm. You have scattered the proud in their conceit. You have deposed the mighty from their thrones and raised the lowly to high places. You have filled the hungry with good things while you have sent the rich away empty. You have come to the aid of Israel, your servant, mindful of your mercy, the promise you made to our ancestors, to Sarah and Abraham and their descendants forever. Okay, I know what you must be thinking. Why did we just read the first part of the Christmas story in August? Pregnant Mary is a December story, not a beginning of the school year story. Learn your seasons, chaplain. And though it is a passage that we usually save for the end of the calendar year, for the days leading up to Christmas celebrations, I actually love reading the Song of Mary every August. Why? Because every August, we welcome to campus hundreds of young people who are full of anticipation and full of conviction, just like Mary and Luke 1. Most scholars agree that even though we don't know how old Mary was when she gave birth to Jesus, she couldn't have been older than you are as you're starting here at FC. Can you imagine? Of course, in our own time, adolescence means something different than it did then. Mary wasn't strange for being a young mother, but she was still young. And her life faced a sudden shift that she did not anticipate. We don't get to hear much about Mary's before days, but I can imagine a youthful girl with a plan about how the world would unfold for her. She probably did anticipate marriage, imagined what it would be like to get married and to conceive and to have children. Not unlike the dreams you had for the next steps in your life. You probably anticipated what it would look like to graduate from high school and then go off to college. You imagined what it would look like, the big parties of celebration for one achievement and for initiation into the next stage. And Mary did get married and she did become a mother. But it was not in the way she anticipated. She faced some curveballs, some changed plans, plans that did not look like what she had in mind. And the same is with you. This isn't how you thought this year would go. 2020 threw some curveballs. The parties didn't happen the way we thought they would. And coming back or coming to college doesn't look like how we thought it would. But here we are. Which is why I love the Song of Mary so much. 
She's still pregnant. So it's not like she's had years to process the sudden life change. It's only been a matter of months. And yet, she sings. She sings of God's greatness and blessing, even though her life plan was interrupted. She sings of God's justice and uplift of the marginalized, even when she's surrounded by injustice. She sings of God's promise, even when it was hard to make sense of the way life was going. So what can we learn from Mary today, in August, without waiting until December to tell her story again? First, when plans change quickly, when life isn't what we thought it would be, we can find ways to move forward with gratitude for what is good and what is steadfast. Our faith, our loved ones, our friends, our joys. Second, you are not too young to make a difference in this world. You are here in this place, and we are so thankful that you are. You matter. You matter to me. You matter to us. Your youth is a gift and a strength, and you should not let anyone convince you otherwise. For the rest of us out there, we should be ready to lift up the voices of our students who have lessons to teach us just as much as we have lessons to teach them. And third, when life got messy and complicated, Mary still praised a God who raises the lowly and lowers the proud. Mary, in her youth, believes that the world could be better, and she's bolstered by her faith to sing of that possibility. Let us not get so wrapped up in our own disappointments that we miss out on what God is doing in the world. Let us look for God at work and join in making this world more just, more fair, and more welcoming to all. So, dear hearts, as you enter into the school year, may you remember Mary, not just as the Holy Mother of Christ, but as a teenager facing the unknown and doing so with a heart for justice. May you be bold, gracious, and adaptable to meeting the changing plans that come your way. And may you know that as you face the unknown, you are never alone. The God of change and creativity and love and presence goes with you and before you and behind you along every step of the way. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Chapel Chats today. Make sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. The music for our podcast is High Ride or Blue Dot Session. 
used with permission. The podcast artwork is by Religious Life intern Riley Jones. Blessings to you all.